Let's run. Mm, it's gonna blah, you know. Let's go. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, let's go. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Grab the keys. Okay. Hi, boys, we're going. Should we take the dog? Come on, Kami, we'll go for it. to episode 15 of Together, Click for, for Salem. Salem. <laughs> you don't get to say anything we do. Uh, we're gonna go for a ride in our car. We're getting out of, we're getting out of town. We're getting out of the basement. Um, we are a church uh, for people who don't normally go to church. This is a podcast or a video cast if you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook for people who don't normally go to church. So welcome. Um, Ace is the driver today. I'll be driving you. He'll be driving us Ms. safely. Daisy. I'll be Miss Daisy. Um, and we're just gonna drive around Salem. We got a couple stops to hit. Um, but we just wanted to welcome you. In a few minutes, John is going to take the microphone from us over, uh, and he's gonna be over at Minto Brown yep. Island Park, which is one of Aaron's favorite oh, places place. in Salem. Yeah. Awesome. So he's gonna be there talking about the first part of our Jesus versus religion series. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So talking about Jesus and how Jesus felt about the church and how people feel about church. Before that though, we just wanted to welcome you. If you're new, uh, fill out the welcome card. There is a website there for you. We'll send you a free e-gift card for you to use here in Salem. It's just a way of saying thanks. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for saying hi to us. You can also like, comment, and share on this video. <laughs> like, heart, heart, smiley face. And actually, we're going to do our giveaway, which is going to yeah. be a little different this week. Yep, shaking it up a I little know. bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, this week, Honey and Pine mm -hmm. Coffee Shop in uh, Willamette. Town Center. Town Center. Yeah. I always want to call it Lancaster Mall. It's not that. It's not. It's anymore. new. It's new. Yep. Um, but our, this week's winner is Sarah E. Sarah E. So congratulations, Sarah. We appreciate your entry and your comment. It was a comment this week, right? It was a like this week. Like, yeah. That won you a coffee uh, at uh, Honey and Pine, which is great. Yeah. So, right now we're actually headed to our next giveaway spot. Oh yeah. Um, and we're gonna show you that at the end of the episode. So you gotta stick around for that. That's see right. where we're going. Yep. And we'll yeah. tell you how to enter too for that giveaway. We will. We like to um, feature different spots in Salem um, as giveaways, partly because it's fun. Oh yeah. Um, also, partly because it helps promote some local businesses. Um, we like to support local biz here in Salem, Oregon, or Kaiser. Yep. So, or Turner, the uh, greater Salem area. Sorry. Yeah, we're going to drive over <laughs> there. And now we're going to pass it off to John. Yeah. Over in Minto um, on a nice, muggy day <laughs> at the Minto Island Park. So, watch this from John, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, do you know why we just started a church? People don't normally go to church. Well, first of all, it's super fun. But second of all, every person I've talked to and every person I've read about who grew up going to church, who was, grew up being part of a church and then left, they didn't leave because of Jesus. They left because of the religion. See, people who are unwilling to step foot in a church usually are that way 
not because of Jesus, but because of the religion of that place, of that organization, the rules, the judging, the hypocrisy of the religion itself or the people who call themselves followers of that religion. See, they leave never because of Jesus, but because of the religion of it. And we started this church because we want people to know that the same things people reject about church, Jesus also rejected. The same things people reject about church, Jesus also rejected. And so if you've ever been invited to a church, and um, at least on the inside because you're a polite person, and you laugh, you're like, no, I'm not going to that church. This series that we're about to start is for you. If you've ever felt, if you're a Jesus follower, and you ever felt maybe there's something more, maybe there's something better, maybe there's something deeper than what you've experienced in your Christianity, this series is for you. If you ever wanted something better to invite friends to other than just your, your club of goody Christians, check out this series. If you've ever said, you know, I'm intrigued by Jesus, but those Christians and the church thing, no way. If you really want to understand, if you really want to know the Jesus you're following, stick around because what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks is honestly one of my favorite subjects and it's Jesus versus religion. Now one of the most common issues people have with religion is its requirement for conformity. A requirement for conformity. See so many people have either grown up in or visited or has a, a family member or an in-law who is part of a church that their church building probably has a sign that says all are welcome. But what's really meant by that, if you read between the lines, is, hey, we're the clean ones, we're the good ones. You can totally, you're invited to be part of this exclusive group. But first, why don't you clean up a little bit? Why don't you, um, you know, change everything about yourself, especially if you're a man. I mean, change everything about yourself. Follow these rules. Conform to our niche culture of certain words we use and certain traditions we do that we don't talk about, we just expect you to know it. And make sure you wear this and don't you dare wear that, especially if it's up to here. And make sure you vote this way, otherwise, you know, you're not really fully one of us. To which every most people would say, no thanks. I do not want to be a part of that weird conformist culture. Here's an interesting thing though. When Jesus invited people to join him, they rarely said, no thanks. See, in the historical accounts we read of Jesus' life, people are not, he's not begging people to follow him. They're begging to, for them to follow him. They're begging to join him. He says, well, you know, have you considered this first? And so what's the difference? Why is Jesus' church seen differently than how Jesus was seen? And so what I wanna do, I wanna start at the beginning, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And I want to look at how his first followers became his followers. The people he chose to lead his entire movement, the people that helped end the Roman Empire, the people that helped start a movement that literally changed the world for 2,000 years. What were they like? What did he require of them to join him? And here's what we're going to discover as we, as we go through this. Jesus didn't bring a new religion. He actually created something better. So what I want to look at is uh, a passage in what we call the book of Luke. Luke was an ancient historian. He traveled around with the Apostle Paul and he interviewed people who knew Jesus personally. He got their eyewitness testimony and he put it down in an actual like historical writing. People look back on Luke's writing. It's one of the, the 
pillars of histor of ancient historical writings. It's written about 60 to 70 AD, and it's a biography of Jesus' life, taken from the interviews, like I said, of people who knew Jesus. And this passage we're going to look at, we it opens up with Jesus teaching at a sea. I'm at a river, but at a, this, a lake, the Sea of Galilee, and he's teaching what it means for to be part of God's kingdom. God's kingdom was coming, what that meant. And around him, you know, there's, there's people listening, but there's, he's at a lake, there's a big fishing community, and there's fishermen fixing their nets and stuff and cleaning them for the next day, and there's fishing boats, and people can't hear him. So he gets in one of the boats that, you know, is empty on the shore, and he, he tries to teach out there. And it's a guy named Simon. It's his boat. And Jesus calls over to Simon, who's fixing his net. He's a fisherman. And, you know, these fishermen are probably doing fisherman jokes and just guy jokes if you know what I mean. And they're and Jesus is like, hey guys! They're probably like, oh crap, the teacher heard us. He heard that joke, now he's all offended and stuff. But no, Jesus says, just says, hey, could you come here and push the boat out a little bit so everybody could hear me? And that's where we, where we pick up the story. When he, it's talking about Jesus. When he had finished speaking, he, Jesus, said to Simon, now go out where the water is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Okay, maybe Jesus is hungry, right? Well, why did he do that? Well, we're going to see why, but he had a plan. He had a plan for Simon in particular and two of his friends. See, Jesus knew he needed to get through to a real world, just plain thinking guy, not some religious guy. And the interesting thing that we see here is that Jesus uses who we are to show us who he is. He uses who we are, our personalities, what we, the way we think, what we do to actually show us who he is. I don't know what it is for you if you've experienced that. For me, it's usually humor. He shows me something that is hilarious that he could only show me. And I'm like, yeah, that's you, Jesus. Thanks for showing me who you are through what I enjoy. And so the, the, the story goes on. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. Basically, Simon's saying, look, this doesn't make sense. We fished all night long. We put our nets in, got nothing. This probably isn't going to work. I've been a fisherman my whole life. You're some, you know, religious teacher. What do you know about fishing? But he's probably thinking, no, there's, but there's something about this guy. I guess I, I'll give it a try. And now, <laughs> you might not believe the next part. You might not believe this ever happened. And that's okay. It doesn't... It's okay to not believe this happened. In fact, the, the people who saw it could barely believe it happened. I think Luke writing it down is like, how the heck did that happen? I don't know, but that's what they said. So I'm gonna write it down. And so he says, at this time, their nets, oh, and this time, so this time when they actually threw in their nets as Jesus told them to, and this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. A little side note on the story. Jesus always seems to go above and beyond what he even needs to do just to show people how much he cares. But what would you be thinking if that was you? Like you knew what you were doing. You have been a, you're a professional fisherman. You've been doing this your whole life. This is your livelihood. It's like somebody, whatever your livelihood is, whatever you do for a living, that's somebody who's never done it coming and saying, hey, I think you should do this because it just seems better. Like, what would you be thinking if somebody, if Jesus came to you and then this happened? And it's more fish than you've ever seen. Two boats are starting to sink because of all the fish. How would you explain it? You're suddenly able, think about it, you're suddenly able to feed your family. You're suddenly able to fully feed your crew's family. Maybe pay off a whole bunch of debts. All because you listened to this teacher. 
Well, here's Simon's response. When Simon, Peter, realized what, he had, ha what had happened, his name becomes Peter, by the way, if you wanted to catch that. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partner, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. That's kind of weird, right? Like if it happened to you, you'd be like, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Can you come back tomorrow? Right? But Simon says, leave me. I'm a sinful man. See, Simon's thinking, there's no worldly explanation for what just happened. Obviously, this teacher who's been talking about God is someone different. He's, he's, he's connected to God in some way. He's from God in some way. And from everything Simon had experienced about religious people in his day, from everything Simon had experienced about religion around him, he knew that anything that had to do with God, he wasn't worthy to be a part of. Everything he had seen told him he was not worthy to be around anything that had to do with God because he's just a normal guy, right? He did normal guy things. He said normal guy things. He thought normal guy things. He's not some holy person that this teacher of God who does miracles should even be around. I mean, think the, the religion Simon had experienced focused on clean and unclean, people who are holy and the sinners. The holy people followed the traditions. They wore the right clothes the way they were supposed to be made. They followed the right rules. They spoke the right way. They even washed their hands the right way for every meal. And contact with sinners made them unclean. And so they prided, the religious people prided themselves on staying separate, staying away from sinful people. So if Jesus, who's obviously from God because of this whole fish thing, really knew who Simon was, really knew what Simon had done, who he had chosen to become, Jesus wouldn't want anything to do with him. But that's not Jesus' way. Jesus didn't care about any of that. Jesus loved surrounding himself with people who were not religious. In fact, that's one of the reasons the religious leaders wanted to kill him. Even more so, if you think about it, and, and you read the, the bio, biographical accounts of Jesus' life, the more a person loved religion, the more they hated Jesus. Isn't that interesting? And so you might be wondering, okay, so, you know, Peter falls down and says, or Paul, Simon, who is Peter, falls down and says, hey, I'm a sinful man, leave me. So you might be wondering, so what, what changes did Jesus require of this guy? I mean, he did this whole big miracle for him. What does Jesus want from him? What's he require? Like, is it, is it do this holy thing, go make this sacrifice, or you need to believe these five different tenets because you are now learning this new religion. You need to believe these certain things in this order. Well, here's what, here's what Jesus says. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. On the surface, that's weird, but this is huge. See, Jesus didn't just say, you're right, I'm holy, you're a sinner, get away from me, you smell. He didn't just say, hey, you know what? Don't worry, you're good with God. Or he didn't say, you know, hey, you know, come and learn about God because obviously you need it, right? Come clean yourself up. No, he said, be my main guy. From now on, you're going to fish for people. Not just like pull in the water fish. This is like net people, like huge nets pulling a whole bunch of people into the kingdom of God. You're going to be the guy to lead this whole thing. He's like looking forward to Simon's first try at talking to people about Jesus. When in Acts 2, he talks about Jesus to all these people. Jesus comes back from the dead and 3,000 people believe his message. He grows his 
church, this movement, by 3,000 people in a day. And then beyond, he starts the whole church thing going, and he leads it. And what had Simon done, what had Simon done to earn any of this? He wasn't seeking Jesus out, right? He was just minding his own business, making jokes with his buddies. He didn't have amazing faith. In fact, he said, hey, this is probably not going to work. What are you thinking? He wasn't some holy, pious, religious guy, right? He admitted it himself. He's a sinful man. He hadn't repented. He hadn't done all the right rituals and washed in the right way. In fact, he still stunk of those fish he just caught. What did Simon, what did Simon do to earn any of this? Nothing. Nothing. Because following Jesus isn't a position to earn. It's an invitation to accept. There's zero prerequisites. There's no entrance exam or, or trial period of, of try this out for a little bit. We'll see if you fit in or not. But, you know, maybe you will, maybe you won't. No, there's none of that. It's like somebody invites you to a party, right? Hey, you want to come to a party? Yeah, sure. Well, once you're there, you're a full part of the party. There's no, like, test you have to take to be part of a party. Or when a baby is born, there's no, like, hey, you know what? Let's try it out for a couple months, and maybe this baby will fit in our family or not. No, they are a full member of the family. That's the same way with Jesus. There's no test you have to take or prerequisite you have to follow. And so they accepted the invitation. It says, and as soon as they landed, talking about uh, Simon, James, and John, as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus, became three of his main guys. And their lives are changed forever. And it, was a, it wasn't a perfect journey. It was a journey full of missteps and mistakes, especially for Simon or Peter, right? But Jesus never kicked them out. He never demoted them. In fact, even after Simon denies Jesus three times, right before Jesus is executed, while Jesus is being tried for, for crimes that he didn't commit, Peter denies even knowing him. After Jesus dies and comes back to life, he actually goes and searches Peter out to make sure that Peter knows he's still in. Check it out in uh, John 21 for the eyewitness account of what happened. But here's the thing. Following Jesus is, isn't a religious obligation. It's an incredible invitation to something more. And it, it does, right? It fe often feels like we have to hide who we are from our religious family, from our religious friends, from maybe even religious leaders. We have to you know, change the radio station if they get in the car. If you still <laughs> listen to the radio. Or, or watch your language. It's funny when people start swearing and then they find out what I do for a living and then they like start talking differently like all of a sudden they're new people. Or, you know, hide the smokes or, or hide the beer, which is the most offensive thing you can do. Anyway, so they make us, those, those rules, those expectations, those requirements to conform, they make us feel less for who we actually are, Right? They make us hide our true selves. Maybe even give up, give up on even trying to find, you know, meaning through who this Jesus and who God is. It keeps us from finding out who Jesus really is because if we do and we get close, we know we won't be accepted because we're not accepted by his followers. You want to know a secret? God knows everything about you. If there is a God, give me that. If there is a God, then he knows everything about you. And if Jesus was right, and I believe he was, he died and rose again, you're still invited. God knows everything about you, and you're still invited. You're invited to explore. You're invited to ask questions, even to follow him and become part of his movement. And so as we do this first kind of intro to this series, I want to give us some easy first steps. First of all, just first step, be you. You have permission to be you. 
Yes, we can all be better at living the law of love. Jesus said, you know, the two laws of God are love God with everything you are and love your neighbor as yourself. We're all getting better at that and there's room to grow for all of us. But Jesus can take who he purposely made you to be and enhance it, transform it into even more of who you were made to be. To use it to use exactly who you are with your personality and your traits and your quirks and all of that to love others through you. Jesus can use you, who you are, to love others through you. It's amazing. So be you. And then, just be curious. If you're a Jesus follower, dig into who Jesus really was. If you follow him, dig into who he really was. Not just what you've heard in sermons and at church or you know what you think you remember from Sunday school. Dig into it, discover it for yourself. And if you're not a Jesus follower, be curious. Maybe there's, maybe there's more to this. Maybe there's something better than what you've been shown, than what you've, what you've been told by people around you. So if it's possible that any of this is even remotely, no. If it's possible that any of this is true, isn't that worth checking out? Like just what if, what if it's true? It's worth at least looking into it, right? So you're invited to explore. Click subscribe and you'll see the next few episodes about who this Jesus really was and how he was actually against religion, the same things you might be against. And if you really want to dig, read what we call the gospel or the eyewitness account, the historical account of Luke. Don't read it like, you know, you're reading in the church. Read it like a novel because that's how it's written. It's written like a story. Read it like a story. Don't worry about the numbers. Just read those sections. They have little titles usually. Just read, read each section at a time, however many you want. Just read it like an actual story. In fact, you don't, you don't have to believe it to read it, right? You don't believe Harry Potter happened, but you still read it. Read it. Check it out for yourself. And then finally, be open. I'm not inviting you to join a religion. As we go on, I'm inviting you to follow a man who changed my life. who A man who made me more of me didn't like make me change all these different things about my life. He actually made me more of me. I feel more me than I ever have in my life because of Jesus. Think about it. What would it be like to experience unconditional love? To experience real purpose and, and, and real peace no matter what's going on around you? To, to have the freedom that in any situation you are free to just be you? How could that improve your life? And if you are a Jesus follower, you were never invited to a religion. You were never invited to join a culture. You were invited to follow Jesus. You were invited every day to follow and join him in what he's doing around you in growing his kingdom and showing more people how much God loves them. Be open to him using you to love people you wouldn't expect in ways that you wouldn't think of. Be open to, to the idea that this might be more than just a tradition. This might be more than just a routine you do once a week. See, the things that kept people from dis that keep people from discovering the real Jesus are the very same things Jesus fought against. Following Jesus is so much more, and it is so much better than accepting a religion. It's about the real you living a real life and discovering and sharing real love. And Jesus invites all of us to bring exactly who we are 
to something bigger than all of us. You're invited. Aaron and Monica, back to you. Hey, welcome back. Thank you, John, for that. Uh, I feel like for me, that's actually kind of where I restarted my journey with God. Uh, grew up Catholic, just a bit about me, if I could. Just go for I mean, it. I have the mic here in the camera. Yeah, we're, we're on a drive, that's what we do. Um, but I just saw in religion, I saw a lot of hypocrisy and I saw people saying they wanted to do things that they weren't actually doing. And it's right here, it's right here. So, <laughs> um, if that's you, if you have some issues with religion, that's fine, because I did too, and I still do, and Jesus did. Um, so it's really okay. Um, we welcome your questions, if you're even just kind of checking it out. Um, but anyway, that's sort of the idea with our church, is you can watch these messages and learn about how God loves you, and be in one of our connect groups, and learn how much you can love other people, and how much they love you, and mm -hmm. that's the deal. That's the deal, yeah. yo. So we have arrived at our spot. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about that yet or no? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're listening or watching, um, that we do giveaways every week. So this week's giveaway is going to be to Saw Salem mm -hmm. Ale Works. We're Putting here. Putting ale in Salem. <laughs> That's it. They have a beautiful Saw. website. Thank you, Good Notion. Cool acronym, too. Yeah, really it's awesome. awesome. So um, we're going to give away something. Usually what we say is, you know, like your comments. That'll enter you in the giveaway. Um, <laughs> But this week, just stay tuned to our social media. We're gonna post the giveaway in a different kind of way mm -hmm. this week. So if you haven't liked or subscribed or whatever on um, YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Yep. Um, and then on Instagram or Facebook, like or follow, and then you'll see the way to enter to get the Saw gift card. And they also have a really great food truck um, parked outside too. So lots of options for you. That's right. If you want to, if you've been enjoying this content or watching this content, do you consider Cross Creek, you know, one of your your virtual church for now? Mm -hmm. um, we do have a way to pay it forward. So when you donate or give to Cross Creek, it helps keep keep the good things going. So it's a great way to um, to support something that um, you enjoy and believe in. So uh, there's a website for you to pay it forward or give um, to this ministry to this church. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to do it, but if um, you feel like you you should or could or want to. Go for it. We love it. And the last thing, big announcement, mm -hmm. is hang out in the park. Park hangout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the date on that again? July 8th. 8th. 6.45. After dinner. Really memorable time. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some guitars and some singers. Uh -huh. Are you going to play violin? I think so. You're willing. I yeah. I'll bring my tambourine. It's going to be great. amazing if you do that. Yeah. I, I know the weather is going to be great. And we're going to go yeah. hang out at West Bennett Park. And it's going to be Hangout Park. So stay tuned. There's going to be some more things coming on social media, some more announcements. If you're not in a Connect group, there's room for you to, to join one. Yep. It's going to be some discussion questions coming up on the screen. Mm -hmm. And we probably should take this talk to Minto. Yeah, we should. Yeah, he's ready. I think he is. Yep. So <laughs> we're going to come back for you, Saw, when you're open. They're That's not right. open I yet. Know, I just they open at 11. That. Yeah, it's too early. We're filming this at 9. It's a little early for a beer. A little bit early. Yeah. Actually, not too early. Thanks for joining us All right. on this episode of Together of Forsake. See you next time.